Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Don't miss Spence Jr. versus Porter. This Saturday night at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Order now, live on pay-per-view. Also available on the Fox Sports app. We'll be in L.A. for the fight, doing the show live Thursday and Friday night. That's right, we're going to Lipstick City. Doing More is brought to you by The Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details on flooring, appliances, and bathroom home improvements. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Bears wide receiver Taylor Gabriel doing more for his team. He's caught a bunch of passes tonight, uh, 75 yards, three touchdowns on Monday night football in D.C. against Washington. Taylor Gabriel of the Bears doing more for his team. Football season's back, and there's no sweeter way to celebrate than by adding Snickers and Skittles, the official candy sponsors of the NFL, to your game day spread. You need to add it. Get some of that Snickers and Skittles, son. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader with a full day of games, including the Bills defending their home turf against the Pats in Orchard Park. Followed by the Vikings and Bears in a key NFC North battle. It all begins with our team previewing the day's games on the NFL today at noon Eastern on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Cam in New York, you're on CBS Sports Radio. I shake a dude. I shake a dude. Hope you're doing well. Uh, wanted to get your take on the Wisconsin-Michigan game over the weekend. I feel like Wisconsin's kind of an overlooked program, and I'm just not sure kind of what's going on with this whole Harbaugh thing. Do you think he makes it to the end of the season? I'll let you. I'll let you go. Hang well, on. I I think he'll. Uh, yeah, he's gonna make it to the end of the season. I don't see uh, Michigan firing Harbaugh because he lost to Wisconsin. Now, if he keeps losing to Ohio State every year, they're gonna fire him, right? I mean, that's the bottom line because he's. What is it? They've lost fourteen to fifteen to uh, to Ohio State. He's never beat him, has he? So he's never beat him since he's been there, and it really is embarrassing at this point. I mean, is that's the only game that matters to them. Don't be fooled into believing anything else. I mean, they literally could care less about anything except beating Ohio State. That's all literally they live for. I know people say that's crazy or narrow-minded. It's not. It's true. That's, all, that, that's what you're judged by, right? Beating Ohio State. And he never does it. So... 
I think he's got, uh, there's, there's a swell, a growing swell of people that don't like him up there. And uh, that's a problem for him, I think. So, but look, I wasn't surprised at all. I bet on Wisconsin. They're a better football program. I said it all last week. Uh, people think that Michigan's better because of their reputation or their hype or their whatever. They get so much attention, Michigan and Ohio State. But the fact of the matter is Wisconsin gets none. And meanwhile, they're the one playing in Big Ten title games. They're the one playing in big bowl games. They're the one beating good teams. And Taylor, uh, I said all week that he's a, a monster. And if they don't stop him, they'll win the game. And uh, not only did they win the game, they won the game easily. They blew him out. Yeah, I, I didn't think that they were going to absolutely steamroll him, though. I, you know, I know that – I know you were on Wisconsin going into the game, and, and I thought Michigan would win a close game up there. But I don't think anybody thought they were going to absolutely roll them. I mean, just embarrassed them. That's Kill a bad look for, for Jim now because Jim's in a spot now where he's got one loss already, right? You watched how Notre Dame played on Saturday night. They're going to Michigan next month. So, are they going to beat Notre Dame at home? I don't know. Notre Dame is a better team than them right now, I would have to think. They got the Ohio State game as well. You're looking at maybe three. Who knows? Maybe I think four Notre Dame and, I think Notre Dame and Michigan are, are close. Yeah, though Fa- I'm not saying close. that it's a, you know, a given, but I, I, that's a loser. They could lose that game. That's going to be another loss, two losses, three losses. Do you losses. think that uh, that they'll fire him if they lose to Ohio State again this year? I don't State think that they're ever going to fire him. I think that for him to leave, it would have to get extremely, extremely bad for him to get fired there. The only way I think that he leaves Michigan is if it's under his own power. So if he would have lost to Army, lose to Wisconsin, lose to Ohio State, would he have kept his job? I think so. Still keeps it. Who are they hiring? There's no one really that I can think of better. Who are they hiring? Haven't they already gone through all the Gary Molers and all these people? Look, we say a lot about him Brady here. Hoke. We say a lot about him here, like, and he hasn't won big games there yet. There's no doubt. Hasn't beat Ohio State. Loses a game like uh, Saturday here. Who else are they hiring? Is there a better coach available that they would hire? And he is. He's not a terrible coach. He's I don't not, think so. He's not a terrible coach. Um, he's done it in the NFL. Didn't Got to the Super Bowl. Didn't win it. And he's come to Michigan, and he just – it hasn't happened for him there yet. But I don't think this is a – I know that they're very uh, pushy up there. And the couple guys that were there before him, you know, after four games, it was get him out. I think that there's going to be a lot more – Rope. Rope and patience because he is Mr. Michigan, because he is Jim Harbaugh. And I know he's been there a little bit now, but he's going to get more because he is Mr. Michigan, and that's going to factor into it. Mafia, do you think they'll keep him? They might give him the rest of this year, and then they might give him another. But if he has, a, if he loses three, four games this year, and then loses two, three games next year, I could see them getting. That's rid of all him. he ever does is lose. Big, he loses two or three every year, and that's going to bite him in the ass eventually. I mean, I don't care how long he's been there, how much they love him. Eventually, he doesn't have the cachet of winning before. And even as good as you were as a player there, your time there, whatever. You have to win in order to stay there. So if you're not going to get those games, they're going to turn on you. Well, the fans are turning on him already. This is his fifth year there, okay? He's got three 10-win seasons before this, three out of the four years. He's got three 10-win seasons. Um, that's a lot more than the guys that were there before that's him were true. doing. That's true. Um, now, he hasn't won the big games. I get it. A lot of, you know, those those three 10-3 years include Ohio State losses in all of them, obviously. But 
who else is winning 10 games every single year at Michigan? It's hard to do. Exactly. And they're already paying the guy a boatload of money. He's He is that university. We've I, said a million times on the show that they like him and that they, uh, they, they can't do better. He only that, leaves if he wants to go back to the NFL. The only way that he leaves. I don't believe that they'd fire. You cannot fire a guy who's winning 10 games every single year. For who? Who are they bringing in? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation for them because, you know, he wins 10 games, but he doesn't beat Ohio State. So it's a tough it's a tough decision. Right. At some point, there's— Okay, a, so would you rather have a guy come in and, and be 7-5, and five, but he'll beat, maybe he'll beat Ohio State once in a while? That's what they want. You'd rather go 7-5 and five and beat Ohio State once and not go to any good no, bowl game? No, they'd rather beat wins. Ohio State than anything else, record or otherwise. They want to win a national title. That's, that's, what, they're, that's what they want, but— you got to start small, and starting small with him is he's got to beat Ohio State here. I mean, this has got to happen for him. Uh, Ohio State is playing so much better than Michigan right now that I can't even. Uh, Michigan can't even stay in the same game with them. I think Ohio State will beat their ass. Right. If you just got run over by Wisconsin, who's a good team, Army to put ran them down. over them. Right, but you know exactly. Army and Wisconsin. What are they going to do? Those two teams are going to run, 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 run until. You just can't run anymore. Until their legs fall off, they will run the ball. And you couldn't stop that one-dimensional offense. What's going to happen with Ohio State who can do anything they want right they now? They can run offense? and throw it. Their quarterback can do anything and we can run and throw it, let alone the rest of the team. It's absolutely crazy. If you were to bet right now on that game, I'm on Ohio State still. I'm betting it all on Ohio State right now. I can't uh, take Michigan. I don't care if it's a 14-point spread right now. I'd still take Ohio State. I can't take them. I can't take Michigan in a, in a, right now. It, I, from what I've seen, I can't take him. In fact, what he said about Notre Dame going up there and beating him is also very live. That's alive. That, I said it's alive. I said if he lost to Notre Dame and he lost three games. I'm saying games. Notre Dame can go in there and beat him. Absolutely. It, and so can Ohio State. <laughs> right, and, and I'm sure they play Penn State this year too, right? I don't know where that – sh- they got to play one, one of these games on the road. I think they play uh, – uh, I have it right here. They play at Penn State in like three, four weeks on October 19th. And then Notre Dame at home, back-to-back. They're not winning both those games. Do you think? <laughs> at Penn State and then Notre Dame at home? I wouldn't be surprised they lose both. They still have, right now, as the polls are at the moment, five ranked teams on their schedule still. They yeah. still have Iowa, Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Yeah. Michigan State sucks. They suck. They're they're, they're I overrated. Care. I don't care that they beat North They North always North are Saturday. rated. They're always rated because they're Michigan State. Here's what they you do, do know. They're game. not that good. If you're a Michigan fan, you're going to beat Rutgers on Saturday, okay? You know that. Congratulations. You know that. What a rough game that's got to be for everybody, the Rutgers game. What a joke that they're in the Big Ten, too, to begin with. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Jerry Hannon, our college football insider, up next on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Man, are are the Redskins anemic or what? I mean, they are pathetic. I, I'm just sitting here watching this, going, "Oh my God, how do you not fire Gruden? I mean, you're just gonna keep doing this week after week, year after year. I mean, just." It is unbelievable. He's got absolutely nothing. They've they've just regressed since he's been there. It's just worse by the week. And Ke- I mean, Keenum is just terrible. My daughter throws it better. I mean, honestly, I'm not even kidding. 
Jerry Hennon is our college football insider on CBS Sports Radio. He joins us to talk college football. Hey, how's it going, Jerry? It is going great, Scott. I'll also say this for your daughter. I think she would know not to extend the ball over the line of scrimmage when you're not actually at the goal line. Yeah, I mean, how stupid did this guy look tonight? He was terrible. What is that, five turnovers? What do you have, three three uh, picks and two fumbles? That sounds right. I mean, it is just so unbelievable that they left him in, and they just absolutely never had a chance in that football game, and they wouldn't put the kid in. I mean, and what is this? They're afraid to play him because he could get hurt. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? I don't have an answer for that. All right, so what do you think of uh, Jim Harbaugh? And, like, because I bet on Wisconsin, but the question is, is, you know, Notre Dame's going in there. They play at Penn State, then Notre Dame back-to-back. And, I mean, they also play Michigan State, and then they play uh, Iowa coming up here before all of that, and then they finish with Ohio State, who they never beat. Uh, and, and we, you know, Carver High said he thinks they'll never fire the guy because he's Mr. Michigan and all this. And then, uh, but the bottom line is you don't beat Michigan and just year after year after year, you don't, you don't beat Ohio State year after year after year after year. And how much are they going to put up with it? It's a good question. Um, he is paid a lot of money and he is, as you point out, not only just Mr. Michigan, but he was the guy who everybody expected to be able to come in and finally make things right at Michigan. Like, they suffered through the Rich Rod era. They suffered through the Brady Hoke era. They suffered through the end of Lloyd Carr's reign when he lost his fastball right. and they lost Appalachian State. They've been through wading through all of that river of feces for years and years and years. And Harbaugh was supposed to be the guy, finally, who came in and set everything right, brought everything back to normal. Um, and it is not happening. We don't see any evidence yet that it is happening. And I think people have occasionally been unfair to Harbaugh. I think people talk about him a lot differently if he gets that spot in Columbus a couple of years ago, if his punter doesn't drop the punt against Michigan State a few years ago. But all of that is in the past. Right now we're talking about Michigan's future, Uh, and that future does not look very good at all. They were lucky to beat Army, frankly. Uh, If Army doesn't make a bad call, throw that interception near the goal line, Army wins that game. Uh, They were demolished against Wisconsin. That game, obviously, if you 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 only saw the final score, you think, oh, well, maybe it wasn't a complete and total humiliation. Uh, It was 35 to nothing at one point. It was a complete and total humiliation. You know, Michigan's defense is supposed to be the strength of that team. Uh, I do have a world of respect for Don Brown as a coordinator. But when you let Jonathan Taylor – who everybody listening to this knows is, you know, if not the best running back in college football, at least one of the best, uh, have a hole wide enough for me to run through, uh, you've got problems. Uh, And that's even before we start talking about Shea Patterson, who has not progressed from last year. Uh, It's a mess right now. And as you point out, they have a very difficult schedule. I'm not over the moon about Penn State. I'm not over the moon about Notre Dame. uh, And certainly not about Michigan State. Uh, their offense has its own problems, but this is at best uh, an eight and four, nine and three kind of team, and that's not what they're paying Jim Harbaugh to do. They're not going to fire him after this season, but if you're a Michigan fan, uh, you have to be sitting here and thinking, well, they're not going to fire him after this season. How long are we going to have to do this? And Ohio State's just completely like off the table. They're in a, a just a different galaxy at this point, and Wisconsin, frankly, was too. I am already looking forward to Wisconsin versus Ohio State 
for the Big Ten championship game. That's going to be one of the games of the season right there. No doubt about it. What do you think of Auburn's defense at uh, Kyle Field? They just uh, snuffed out A&M. I mean, total domination. That that team's 4-0. They, uh, and they get no respect at all. I, I, I mean, anybody who's listened to this for the first time, you know, should probably know I'm an Auburn guy. I grew up in Alabama, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so trying to keep my uh, objective observer hat on as best I can where Auburn's concerned, um, they've still got to get a little bit better play from the quarterback position. Bo Nix, uh, true freshman, been very steady, hasn't turned the ball over for, I think, like two and a half games now, which is very promising. Still threw only true for about 100 yards. Um, but he's made the big plays. Has definitely not been phased by the pressure of big moments. An Auburn's offensive line, uh, which looked kind of shaky at the beginning of the season, had a really bad outing against Tulane a few weeks ago, had a phenomenal drive in the fourth quarter against Texas A&M. If Auburn can get just a little bit of offense to go with that defense that you mentioned, which is outstanding, uh, you know, top ten by every statistical measure. Uh, Derek Brown going to be a first-round draft pick in the middle of that line. Had his best game maybe of his career against Texas A&M. A&M could not run the ball at all. They finally got some things going in the fourth quarter and Kellamon started kind of throwing it around. And A&M's got some good receivers. Uh, but before then, yes, total domination. A&M had three points until the final 15 minutes of the game. Um, Auburn has a lot of potential. If Knicks can just get a little bit more uh, experience as a true freshman, hit some of these deep shots he's been missing a little bit. Uh, they've got a ridiculous schedule. They still have to go to Florida. They go to LSU. And, of course, they play Georgia and Alabama at the end of the season. Uh, but, you know, if they can get just a little bit better on offense, uh, their defense means that their ceiling it can be very, very high. And if I'm Georgia in particular, uh, that road game with Georgia's offense maybe not looking as explosive as I think dog fans would like. Uh, that looks like a very, very interesting game at this point. Excuse me. Notre Dame had a shot to win that game in Athens uh, Saturday night. And, you know, the whole week all I heard, and I, this is just exactly what happened, the whole week all I heard was that Georgia was going to blow out Notre Dame and that Notre Dame is going down the drain, their program stinks and all this other nonsense. They went 24-5 uh, and five the last four years now. They lost the game, but they had a chance to win that game. They had the ball. They were down. They, a touchdown wins the game, and they were moving. And I got to tell you, I thought they played great in Athens. They played about as well as you could possibly say. I, again, I think Ian Book, you know, I, I came on the show before the season and raved about Ian Book. That's because I think Ian Book is a great quarterback. Georgia's defense does not get a lot of credit. Everybody wants to talk about Jake Fromm. Let's talk about those running backs. I mean, DeAndre Swift is amazing. Uh, George Pickens, the freshman wide receiver, is great. But Georgia is one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, they were playing at home. J.R. Reed, the safety. Tay Crowder, their great Mike linebacker. Uh, those guys can absolutely play. Kirby Smart is a great defensive coach, always has been. Uh, for Notre Dame, you know, and admittedly one of their touchdowns was on the short field after the muff punt. Uh, to, but to really be able to put the fear, uh, you know, into Georgia in Athens at the end of that game, uh, you know, Book didn't have his best game. I think he was under six yards in the attempt. Uh, through a couple of picks, but you can tell that Georgia respected him. It's just, uh, I think you're right that it was, uh, you know, a little bit half dozen one, half dozen the other. I think Notre Dame is better than they were uh, even a couple of years ago, like when they played Alabama in the national championship game, and it was just a mismatch. Um, you know, with Clemson last year, it was a mismatch, that sort of thing. They've been getting better, though. This is why people expected a route, is because in these previous kinds of games, 
Notre Dame hasn't been come, able to come out and really, uh, you know, match these kinds of big teams' talent. Well, certainly at the quarterback position, I think, with Book, they've got uh, a match for these other teams' talent. Um, and Georgia also, I think, played into Notre Dame's hands a little bit from, you know, you want him to be cautious because you want to play to the team's strength, which is their defense. Should be their special teams a little bit with Blankenship, their great kicker. Uh, but he was too cautious. Just, you know, everybody on Twitter's joking about check downs because he kept checking the ball down. Like, you've got Pickens, you've got Swift, like, you can be more aggressive on offense than they were. And in the end, it nearly came back to bite him in the rear end. I still think Georgia is absolutely a playoff contender, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but that was not their best performance on Saturday against Notre Dame. How does a guy throw nine touchdown passes and lose a game? I, I can't <laughs> even believe what happened to Washington State at Pullman on Saturday night, UCLA winning that game down 49-17. That is uh, absolutely unforgiving. Okay, here's the most unbelievable thing about it, Scott, and I, I'm going to defend myself a little bit. I, I will – Here's my true college football fan confession. I went to bed at halftime. Uh, the game was it was an 18-point Washington State lead. Seven of UCLA's points had come on a kick return. And it wasn't because I had to get up early on Sunday, even though I did have to get up early on Sunday. It wasn't because I got up early and had been watching college football for 12 hours on Saturday. That's not an excuse. We're all supposed to do that. Okay? It's that it was 18 points at halftime. And UCLA had done nothing all season long. Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, had not done anything all year. He had looked so bad. They didn't do anything against Cincinnati. They didn't do anything against San Diego State. They didn't do anything when the game was actually competitive against Oklahoma, which is about, what, the first five minutes or so. I forgive myself, Scott, for going to bed and not expecting UCLA to score 28 points in four minutes and 20 seconds in the second half. I have no idea where that came from after the first three games of this season for UCLA. And if you're Washington State, you know, again, that program used to be awful. And Mike Leach has done a terrific job in making it an actual, like, 20, top 25 program, going to bowls every year, you know, in the Pac-12 North this question. That's all great. But this was a disaster. You cannot give up a 32-point lead to a team that has done nothing all season long. How about, uh, you know, lastly here, the uh, Washington crushed BYU in, in Provo, and Cal went to Oxford and beat Ole Miss. Colorado went to Tempe and beat Arizona State. How about those three? I think this is Washington's conference to lose still. I, you know, full credit to Cal. Justin Wilcox has done a great job in Berkeley uh, going to Ole Miss as an underdog and, you know, pulling out a win there. Uh, but Washington's Oregon honestly ought to be the best team in this conference. Um, and it's a little bit of a shame that like the entire league is kind of like out of the playoff picture already. Cause I think Oregon's a really good team. I think Washington is a really good team despite the loss to Cal at like, you know, four in the morning or whatever. Um, but you know, Justin Herbert throwing the ball for Oregon, they were a little bit unlucky to lose that game to Auburn with Auburn's big TD at the end. But what you're going to see if Auburn can't upset Georgia, if they can't upset Alabama, if they can't upset LSU, you're going to be looking at Auburn being the fourth, maybe fifth best team in the SEC if they lose to Florida and still being better than the Pac-12 champion, which is what we saw last year when they beat Washington, went on to have kind of a poor year in some respects, uh, and Washington ended up winning the Pac-12 championship. It's, you know, unfair in some ways that the Pac-12's best teams 
seem to keep losing these very tight games to Auburn at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I feel like it's meaning that their teams are getting overlooked. I think Oregon's having a great start to the season. They beat Stanford very soundly. I think Washington's doing very well despite the Cal loss. That was an impressive win to me over BYU. BYU obviously beating USC uh, the week before. Washington just crushed them. I think Jacob Eason's doing great out there. Uh, Washington and Oregon is, again, one of these like games of the year for me. I think whoever wins that's going to win the conference. Uh, they're good teams. It's just unfortunate that they really don't have any, I think at this point, realistic shot of getting into the college football playoff. There he is, Jerry Hennon, going off on college football per usual on events. Jerry, great stuff. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. We'll be in touch. As always, Scott, it's my pleasure, man. My man, Jerry Hennon. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Carver, how did you see the uh, calisthenic photos I put up of you over the weekend working out and getting ready for L.A.? I did see that. I don't know how to put up, like, those gifts. I just know I, <laughs> I put the link up. I don't know how to actually put the video just right yeah, on. There's the different t- ways to do that on Twitter. Is that right? Yeah. You it's ch- just right in the tweet. Oh, really? You can show me how to do that? Yeah. Because I don't know how to do that. I'm not that savvy. But uh, I, I I thought the two I put up of you were good. Uh, yeah, the guy working out in the gym or whatever was going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was doing, like, crunches, and then the other one was doing jumping jacks. Anyway, are you uh, looking forward to going to L.A.? Yeah, it'll be a good couple of days to get out of here. Did you hear that it's supposed to rain when we're there? It did, Friday. Is that is that what it is, Friday and Saturday? It's going to rain. I saw just Friday. I didn't see both days. Oh, I saw one day. I saw Friday, Saturday. 40%, I mean. Friday, Saturday rain. Meanwhile, here it's been 80 and sunny every day for, like, two weeks. Can you believe it? I hope it ends soon. What, the nice weather? I like fall. Like, I'm all about the fall. I want between 55 and 70. You know, that's where I want. Well, don't you think that'll be the case in October? Uh, Yeah, probably, but it's September. It's fall. Give me the fall weather. So you, like, the the Indian summer thing doesn't work for you? No. All right. Mavia, do you like it when it's 80? Today was 90 degrees. It was a little hot for me today. I like it better than what it was, like, last week where we had, like, high 70s to low 80s the max. It was a little colder at night then. It was down in the 50s. But I, I like it when it's, like, warm enough that you can walk around, but you're not automatically sweating the second you walk out the door. Do you think that uh, – do you think Jay Gruden called that quarterback dive on that fourth down? Do you think he called that? Because if he did, they should fire him tonight. They probably called it, you know, the QB sneak or whatever, and he just decided I was going to jump over the pile and lose the ball like an idiot. I don't know. Look at this guy standing there answering questions after this team. Only team to start 0-3 in the NFC this season. They're the only team in the NFC? In the NFC that's 0-3. There's a lot in the AFC. I, I can't. They've lost six straight at home. How do you keep this guy? Honestly, like, it's got to end, right? The bleeding? Just end it now. What are you waiting for? What is the point of waiting till next year? Can you imagine their fans? Did you see their fans tonight at that game? They were literally looked like they were on heroin. Well, forget even wait, you know, you don't wait through next year. Like, you shouldn't have kept him this year because the way you're coming into this season, Smith was going to be out because of the leg. You're picking up a, you know, rookie quarterback to start his career and rebuild the franchise around him. And you're not going to play him. And not only not going to play him now, now you're going to have him 
learn this system under this coach for a year and then get rid of him and have to relearn everything. Yeah, that's a great point because now they're going to have to get a new coach, a new system all together. He's going to learn his second one in two years. I mean, he might as well just sit on the sideline and pick his nose because that's what he's doing, right? I mean, it really is a mess. Can you not see that that's a mess and they have to fire this guy now? What is the point of letting him continue? Honestly, you might as well just do it now. There's no reason to keep him that you can tell me that of any substance. <laughs> and I'm not even, listen, people always remember that I called him a fat ass. Who cares? Really? Right? Like, who cares? That has nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with this. This is strictly, that was what, like three years ago, Carver High? I believe so. I think it was the first year I was here. Yeah, 2016 maybe? Okay, so you know I have nothing against this guy. No. I have absolutely nothing against him. I just think he's terrible, and he, they should fire him. It's they, The whole team is terrible. He's the coach. All they do is lose. They've lost six straight at home, 0-3. Their season's over. They looked atrocious tonight, and then he left that bum in, that hack, and it got worse as the game went on. And then you just keep rolling him out there. It's That's all I need to know. If I'm the owner, I'm like, I've seen enough. That's it. Boom, you're fired. I got to move on. I got to make a change. I, the fans looked like they were sitting on their hands tonight. I completely understand where you're coming from with this guy, and, and I get it. He's I don't think he's a very good coach either. But what, <laughs> what my, really? Really? my issue with this franchise is, and I know that there are Redskin fans out there listening, and, and they – I've heard this. I've heard them say it, and we've heard whether it be Chad Dukes or or Rooster Russell come on here. They've all come on and said the same things. It's not the coach. It's not the players. It's it the goes owner. higher than that. It's the organization. It's like the Mets. It's like the Pirates. It's like all these other. It starts at the top, and no matter who they put, you know, it, on the to be the coach or the players on the team. It doesn't matter because as long as Snyder's up there and Bruce Allen and these guys, they don't run the franchise right. They've still got a left tackle who has been holding out the entire year. He ain't holding out for money. He's holding out because he doesn't want to play for the franchise because he doesn't trust their medical staff. And they continue to this day to take this hard stance that they're not going to trade him. Meanwhile, you look around the league. What did, what the Dolphins get for the Tunsil? Uh, two first rounders? This guy's done a hell of a lot more in the league than right. Tunsil ever has. He's a really good left tackle, probably one of the five best in the league. But they're sitting there with him because they don't want to. They don't want to blink first, you know. I mean, the organization is run poorly. It has been run poorly since that guy took over, and that's just the way that it is. And they're never going to win. Just like the Pirates never win, or the Mets, they're never going to win with these guys running the team. It's that simple. Well, one of the things is, and I, I would agree with that, the ones that the guys running the team have been a real problem. But I think that one of the guys that isn't going to get fired is Daniel Snyder. He's not getting fired. He's going to be the one firing. And I think he needs to fire the GM and coach now. Just get it over with. Clean sweep the entire organization. Boom. And, and, and here's another one, the Knicks, too. Like, we always say that about the Knicks, too. But at least Dolan tried it, right? Like, Dolan's an awful owner. They've never won since he's owned the team either, right? But he tried it. He clean-sweeped the entire organization, and he took this legendary guy, Phil Jackson. He said, you know what? I'm going to go stand out of the way. You go run it. And that didn't even work well for him. No. Maybe the Redskins should try something like that. Maybe they'll have better results. I'm not saying everybody's going to be like what happened with the Knicks, but 
clean sweep the entire place. Get everybody out of there if you're Daniel Snyder. And say, you know what? I need to find one solid football guy who can completely take this thing from the Dude, bottom. Dude, some of the guys they've had running in that place? Spurrier, all of them. Well, it's all got to stop. He's got to find one guy, get rid of everybody else, and let that guy do it and not get involved either. Not get involved. Good now, luck with and, that. And that's a good luck with that. Yeah, I know that good it luck is because when that. you're a billionaire, it's, it's hard for you to not get involved. Billionaires that's don't. What, Billionaires don't typically listen. That's what the Redskins really need, is to clean sweep the whole organization and get one guy who's a solid football guy to run it. Uh, listen, I, I wouldn't disagree with uh, that at all. I, I just think that, okay, so when? I say now. Forget about at end of the year, because you know what that is? That is just admitting to your fan base, your season ticket holders, the entire marketplace that you absolutely don't give a rat's ass about the season at all. Zero. We just don't care. We're going to do this. You know what I mean? It's just like delaying the inevitable. You know what I mean? It's going to happen in the offseason anyway on Black Monday. Why not just do it now? You know why? I'll tell you one of the reasons why they may not do it now is because there's no one out there that can uh, actually that that can do what you're talking about them doing. You know what I mean? There is who is out there right now that has that kind of juice that could go in and take over the Redskins and turn them around. Who is it? There's no one who is out there right now that could turn around the Redskins that's sitting there without a job. Sitting there without a job is a hard part. You'd have to steal. Somebody. Would Urban Meyer go there? I can't take a guy who's never done it, never done NFL. It has to be somebody who has proven to build a winner in the NFL. You can't take a college guy. Would he not? But but would would they be able to lure him into that job? I mean, to be the head coach. I, I mean, don't know. the all everything. No, the I, all I, every, the John Gruden of of not Jay, but the John Gruden of the Redskins. No, he's he's college. He's not too college. He's never done it for. For him to take his first NFL job to just run everything when he's never done a thing in the NFL, his entire coaching career. So who's the has guy? In college. Who, who's the guy? They can't get Bill Cower to do it, no, can they? He's been out he's too done. long now, anyway. Out That's too like bringing Gruden back. He's been out of the game way too long. I know that he sits there every Sunday and he does a nice job on on the the pregame there at CBS, but he's not the guy. I mean, you want you want to go pull Harbaugh out of Michigan? He ain't doing oh, so hot there. Oh my God! Hey. He was good in San Francisco. Jesus. Can you imagine if they went after Jim Harbaugh? Listen, I just so you know, like they're running stories tonight up there uh, right now that they're blaming him for everything in Ann Arbor. Like they're mad at him now. Forget about waiting for him to lose to Ohio State. They're mad now. They're mad that they lost to Wisconsin. Here's a newsflash for you idiots. You're not better than Wisconsin. So the fact that you're mad they lost that game, they should have lost that game. <laughs> They're not as good. They're not as good as Wisconsin. I don't know how many times I have to say this. They don't have a back like Taylor. And honestly, they're just an all-around better football team. Did they not prove that on Saturday by not only beating them, they beat their ass. It was 35-7 to at one point, right? And then they beat them 35-14. So it was ugly, and I just—it is not a coincidence that they, uh, they that they can beat teams like this. Wisconsin has been doing this. They, you heard Hinnon, they'll be in a Big Ten championship game in uh, in Indy. That's that, right? That'll be that. I think they will be. 
Now, anything else, I mean, they may that may not happen, but it's certainly not going to be, I don't think it'll be Michigan. But I guess it, it could be if Michigan were to win every single game the rest of the way. Does anyone even believe that they could do that? That they'd win every single game? Penn State, Notre Dame, Iowa, Michigan State, and Ohio State. That schedule is too brutal to win every game. It's too brutal. I mean, they're not done losing, trust me. 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. We got two more hours to go. What a horrible Monday night football game. I thought it was horrible. I, I thought it was boring. Like, I, at one point I was listening in the car. I was so bored I changed back to the music. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.